everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And if you tuned in with us last week, you will know that we spent some time discussing salvation and our choice in committing our lives to Christ. This week, we're going to continue that discussion, but taking it to that next level of what it really means to make a total commitment to Christ. Because reality is that many Christians have made that commitment, that initial commitment, but to really make a total commitment is a completely different discussion and a different topic that I don't know that many churches or many individuals maybe talk about the way that we do, but really that place of total commitment and surrender and giving the Lord opportunity to come into all different areas. And so that's really what we're going to be hitting on today. Yeah. Well, and I, it's kind of a weird thing to start the show off this way, but (laughs) there's a a story that we love to tell when we talk about this idea of total commitment that I I think would be a great way to start off the show today because it really is a great picture of what it means to truly give it all, like lay it all down. And so the story actually is in our book and study Ditch the Baggage, but it is um, in the week on Total Commitment to Freedom. And I'm just going to read a little bit of the story. And it's actually written from Nancy's perspective, because this is something that happened Mm -hmm. years and years ago when Nancy uh, was speaking in California. And so I'll read it from her perspective. It's one of the absolute coolest stories. uh, So I never get tired of reading this, but I was speaking at a conference hosted by a church in Hollywood, California. This church has a heart to help the down and out, bringing in people who've lived on the streets. And while I was talking, I suddenly felt my words empowered by God. My subject was the difference between treatment and transformation. And I began to say, if you are here today and have an eating disorder or alcohol or drug addiction, you can choose freedom. It's your choice. You can be free. And when the Holy Spirit comes like a wind under your words and elevates them, it's usually because someone there needs to hear that specific message from God. After I was done speaking, an usher brought a 42-year-old woman named Deb up who wanted me to pray with her. She looked rough around the edges, but was also tall and naturally attractive. She was carrying a big black bag that opened from the top like an old-time doctor's bag from house call days. I didn't realize it then, but the bag was full of drugs and drug paraphernalia. She got right to her point. I've been doing drugs since I was 12, Deb said, but you said I have a choice. I can choose to be free, right? Yes, I said, it's your choice. Then I want to be free, Deb said, shoving her black bag at me. I don't want drugs anymore. I want to be free. I was so happy for her that I literally began jumping for joy. I wanted to seize the moment because I knew God would meet her right where she was. We prayed together immediately and I prayed for that 30 year addiction to be broken over her. Deb handed over that black bag and fully surrendered to Jesus Christ that night. She has been drug-free ever since. Deb has since spoken at all of our Mercy Homes in the United States and has sent me many texts since that fall day in 2008. They always say the same thing. I am X number of days free in Christ. At the time of this writing, I received a new one from her saying, Today, I am 2,244 days, a new creation in Christ. Woohoo! It's one of the greatest miracles I have ever seen. And truly, I just feel like there is no story like that one to just give you a picture of what it looks like to say, you know what, whatever it takes, whatever the cost, I am willing to give uh, to be able to walk out this commitment to Christ. And, you know, we talk about just kind of that idea of that black bag and how comfortable 
that black bag was for her. I mean, it was destroying her life, but it was also her comfort. I mean, Mm -hmm. everything that was in that bag and everything that it represented was like, this is how I do life. This is how I've been doing life for 30 years. I don't know anything different, but you told me I can be free. You told me I can make this choice. So I'm willing to literally hand over this black bag and everything that the black bag represents and fully be all in. Mm -hmm. And what transformation has happened in her life because of that decision to go 100% all in from the get-go is just, it's an amazing story. And I think you're right, Mel, that that story never gets old. Like there's just that truth and that reality of, it's such a perfect picture, I think, for us. Because as I said, you know, we can make that initial commitment to Christ and we can think, okay, these are the portions, Lord, that you have access Mm -hmm. to. And this is my list of things that I want to see change and grow. And these areas over here, they're sort of tucked away in a black bag to some degree. Like, I'm not real sure that I'm willing to go there. I'm not really sure. Maybe I trust you. I'm not really sure, you know, that I'm I'm willing to go all in. And what difference it makes when we do really actively choose to say, Lord, I'm all in. I have a total commitment. And I think there's something to be said about understanding that day in and day out, there is that continual choice. It's not like now I'm in and it's this easy peasy thing. No, that's not the case. We understand that there's process and there's things that come along with that. But there is just that place in our hearts of going, Lord, I choose to trust you and I choose to make that total commitment. And then watching what he's so willing and able to do, Mm -hmm. especially in our healing process. And so I think there's, it's twofold when we discuss that importance of total commitment. First and foremost, as we often talk about as with these podcasts, we want to make sure that we're really connecting with people who are in a helping position, whether that's pastors, youth pastors, whether that's just lay people that are just loving on people and mentoring, whether it's teachers, whether it's youth pastors, that there is something to be said about we give what we have to give. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not in a place of total commitment with the Lord. How am I going to be then positioned to really encourage the people that I'm helping to be in a place of total commitment. And so it always starts with us as sons and daughters. We say that often, but really making sure that we have stepped back and gone, okay, where is my heart in this situation? Are there any things that I'm holding back that I'm not willing to surrender or trust to the Lord? That yes, I'm in relationship with him, but these are the things that I still have tucked away Mm -hmm. in that bag. But secondly, it's just really having those discussions with the people that we're helping. It starts with knowing, okay, I'm in this position, so now I have grounds to even ask these questions, but how are you as the person that I'm helping doing in this area? Yes, you've committed to Jesus. Yes, you've made a commitment to him, but are there things that you're holding back that he's starting to really prompt you to give Mm -hmm. over? Are there things that he's really stirring your heart to begin to pray about, to begin to surrender? And I think that's probably the key word when it comes to this total commitment to Christ concept is that it really is a matter of surrender. When Deb gave over that black bag, it was the ultimate place of surrender, like Mm -hmm. you said, that in the natural, that bag held drugs and drugs paraphernalia, but it also held her identity. It held her the last 30 years of her life. Like there was so much that that bag identified identified with. And so really for us to be able to even step in. And I think sometimes even practically going, you know, even after this podcast, once folks are done listening, maybe it's even just a place of prayer and going, Mm -hmm. Lord, what is the black bag in my life? What are the things that I'm not really willing to maybe hand over to you fully? But if I did, what could that possibly even begin to look like? And the fact that he is so ready and willing to come along and to bring us whole new levels of healing and just to really take us to a whole new level of completeness, that it's not going to just be this piecemeal healing, but it's a complete Mm -hmm. transformation that we're able to really be able to receive from him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm I'm glad that you're hitting on just kind of how how do we assess this for ourselves? You know, I mean, how what are the questions that I'm asking 
um, as far as being able to figure out where I land on this. Am I totally committed to Christ? And and I think you just hit the nail on the head when you said, honestly, if you just ask the Lord to bring any of those things to light, he's going to be very faithful to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard prayer to pray, but, you know, I mean, sometimes it's literally just asking, like, is there anything that's hindering me right now? Yeah. In just walking in the fullness of what you have for me. And a lot of times those hindrances and those areas that are kind of blocking us are some areas that maybe we're trying to kind of hold on to a little That's too right. tightly and not willing to to surrender or to let him put his finger on. And so I think really, like you said, just starting out in a place of prayer and asking the Lord to bring those things to the light because he wants your commitment even more than you might want to give it. Right. Not because he he needs it yeah, or he's to a be more God, right? <laughs> yeah. But because he knows that that is the answer to your healing and freedom and life. Mm-hmm. And so he wants that for you even more than you probably even want it for yourself. And so, so he'll be very faithful to point those things out and to bring those things up if you ask him to. And, you know, I think that just some very practical questions or you've kind of already mentioned these, but... You know, does he actually have access and a voice into every area of my life? Mm-hmm. Or are there areas that I'm kind of holding back that I've kind of got my grip around that I've got some, I'm just kind of trying to control myself. Those may be areas of, of hurt, things that you just, like you said, I just, I don't want to go there. Right. can't go there. can't go back to that hurt or that area of unforgiveness. I'm just going to let that one sit and focus on everything else. It's going to come back. Right. <laughs> like everything that you don't let him heal and touch will come back at some point. Mm-hmm. And so just allowing him into all of those different areas, all those different experiences, all of those hurts, but also just different, you know, maybe struggles that you've got that you just don't want to lay down. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're just like, man, I just kind of keep turning to this thing or maybe this addiction or this habit or this, you know, whatever it might be. And I am not, I do, I'm not in a place where I want to give that thing up. And if you're not, that's your decision. Like we've already said, he gives us the power of choice, but knowing that total commitment looks like I'm literally willing to lay all of that down to be able to walk in fullness and walk in wholeness and healing and and really be able to work and walk through this process of finding freedom. And so really, I think one of those first questions is just looking at your life and asking him, Lord, is there any area of my life where I've not given you access, where I've Mm -hmm. not been willing to surrender I'm not letting you get a finger on right, right now. And he'll he'll bring it up. Oh, and he's so faithful to do that. <laughs> yes, and I would add to that too, Mel, because I think I've seen this so many times with women that I've worked with who are walking through a healing process. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I think so often when we aren't willing to surrender or there's that one thing that we're like, I just am not willing to go there. I think so often there is such a fear and a control mm-hmm. that's attached to it yeah. because we've for so long have said, if I were to really go there, what could that possibly mm-hmm. look like? And what happens is the enemy starts to color that process instead of us really going, okay, Lord, what would that look like? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where we get so afraid of it and it blows up to be this big, scary thing. But then when we finally surrender it or finally process it or finally, you know, pray through we come out on the other side and go, oh my gosh, that wasn't easy, but it was nothing like what I thought it would look mm-hmm. like. Because when the presence of God shows up and does what he does, what he does, <laughs> there's just a, there's an ease and a peace and just a supernatural joy that comes along with that process 
that we in our humanity can't understand until you experience it. And so I think sometimes there's also that question of going, Lord, is there fear? Is there control? Like what is attached to this that has caused me to put this off for so long? That has caused me to not entrust this to you? Why am I not willing to surrender this? And to really get to the root of that area too, and really calling it for what it is, and then allowing the Lord to go, but let me tell you what this will actually Mm. produce in your life. Like you are so freaked out about what this could possibly look like. Well, let me show you where I could actually take you in this area and allowing him to have a voice even to that part of the process. Because I think sometimes we want to surrender, but we've allowed something to be so big and scary that we haven't just been willing to step out and give it a go. Mm-hmm. But once we do, I can't think of one person who's ever gone, gosh, I really regret Why that. Why did I you do know? that? Yeah. Darn it. I wish I would. It's just <laughs> it's not just, the way that it goes. It's so worth it on the other end. And I think like I just even look at Deb's story. I'm like, man, it makes it when we read the story, it makes it sound like, yeah, I handed over the bag and then everything was great. Yes. I was free. They were hard days and there are still hard days and there are some dark days. It wasn't like all of a sudden that all the struggle was gone for her. But I know that she looks at that. And if, what if she hadn't made that decision that Mm -hmm. night, you know, what would life look like now? But because she was willing to make what really probably was a very hard choice. I think Mm -hmm. it wouldn't, wasn't something where she's like, Oh yeah, this will be super easy. But like, no, I want this. I know it's probably going to be tough, but I'm willing to do it because I want freedom, you know? And if she hadn't made that decision, what life would look like for her today? And because she did, what life looks like for her today? Not free of struggle, but oh my word. I like... I've met her a couple of times and I'm like, man, this woman is just full so of cool. life and joy and, and and truly walking in the fullness of God and being able to walk out just his his awesome purposes for her life. How worth it it was for her so to good. make that decision. Another couple questions um, that I think are helpful to ask when we're when we're really assessing, okay, Lord, am I totally committed? Or even just looking, is there a lack of consistency even in our spiritual disciplines? And really what that means is, am I running into my prayer time looking forward to it or am I putting it off? You know, is there is there a lack of consistency in, in my time at church or Bible reading or just those places where I know where it's not even just the checking it off the list because that's mm-hmm. not what this is about. Right. Spiritual discipline isn't just about checking off the list. Well, I read my Bible today, so now I'm, I'm good. Right. I'm talking about that heart to heart place with the Lord because I know for me, and I can think of plenty of times the Lord's been prompting me to say, hey, it's time to deal with this or it's time to surrender this. And I'll put it off. And suddenly as I'm putting it off, I'm not real too keen or excited to go spend time with the Lord because I know it's going to come up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just sort of one of those things where suddenly I haven't really prayer journaled in like three weeks because I know that God's calling me to go deeper and to do something that I don't want to do. Therefore, the consistency in my time with him and my heart to heart connection with him starts to kind of get a little bit more depleted and lacks consistency. Mostly I know for me because I'm putting off the very thing that I know he's asking Mm -hmm. me to do. Mm -hmm. But as I said, when I finally get obedient and do it on the back end, I'm like, why didn't I do that earlier? Why did I put that off for three weeks? And so that is also another question to really look at. Is there a lack of consistency even my time with the Lord or in areas that are typically pretty easy for me or something that I look forward to? What is that about? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to clarify with that what you said that I can think of different seasons of my life where I was really just kind of just struggling. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't really have anything in me that was just really pushing me to like spend time with Jesus and talk. And like, there's other seasons where I do. And we know that relationship with God is, is not so unlike relationships with other people where it just kind of, 
it, it ebbs and flows and there's seasons where you just feel close to him. And you can't wait to be in the word and you can't yeah. wait to pray and go to church and worship <laughs> and all those things you're so excited about. Then there's other seasons where that feeling might not be there mm-hmm. and you may be kind of struggling a little bit. It doesn't mean that you don't have a com- total commitment to Christ. Totally. But like you said, if you're in that season, it's worth asking the question, is there an area that <laughs> yes. God has been prompting me on? Is he putting his finger on something and I'm resisting him? Mm-hmm. Because if so, then that could go back. I just don't, I want to make sure that we're totally. kind of drawing it's the so distinction. Good. It doesn't always mean like if you're struggling with being in the word on a regular basis that you yes. have not really totally committed your life. <laughs> but there may be areas that mm-hmm. you're, and so it's a really good question to it's ask. Like, Lord, I'm one. not feeling this. Is there something I'm just kind of resisting you on right yeah. now? So it's a good question. And I would say really the other area, and I think we hit on this a moment ago a little bit, but at the end of the day, do I really trust God? Mm-hmm. That could be a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother week of mm-hmm. discussion, but do I really trust you, Lord? And if not, am I taking the steps to really begin to learn more and more about your character, who you are, the truth of who you are, and the fact that you are actually very trustworthy with this area and this hurt or this thing that you're calling me to? Like, I can actually trust you mm-hmm. with what it is you're asking me to surrender to you, or I can actually trust you with what it is you're asking me to begin to process through or deal with or get counseling for, or whatever it may be. You know, I even think of those places of surrender, even thinking this week of my daughter starting sixth grade the other night, the Lord's like, it's time to resurrender her mm-hmm. back to me. You know, that that wasn't some big healing process I needed to go through, but that place of going, Lord, she is yours first and foremost. You've allowed me to steward her. But ultimately, as we're getting ready to turn a corner into a new phase of her life, I need to resurrender her and totally commit her back to you once mm-hmm. again. So even those in, in, ins and outs of life, like, do I truly trust God with my daughter? Absolutely. But if I truly do, then I need to be willing to even take that step in my mm-hmm. heart and my life. And in that place of prayer of going, Lord, she's yours and I'm going to trust her to you and surrender her again in this new season. She's yeah. not two where I need to surrender her anymore. She's now in sixth grade. And so that those are even those little things I think that we need to keep just kind of on our radar. Lord, are there any things that I'm kind of yeah. harboring and keeping close to my heart? Because either I don't trust you or I'm not really sure that I'm willing to hand that over. Mm-hmm. And in that way, this is kind of an ongoing daily decision mm-hmm. in, in some way. You're you're making the decision to commit your life to Jesus and um, receive salvation is not something that you have to do on a daily basis. That's right. However, your just decision to surrender and mm-hmm. to trust and to give and to allow him to move and to work, even in the places that are hard, that is like a regular ongoing decision. And the only thing that's at stake, it's not really so much your salvation as much as it is just your freedom and your joy and your life and your wholeness and that that's what's at stake on a daily basis. And anything that you're holding back, that you're not giving to him, that you're not surrendering in any area where you're not trusting him, that is going to be an area of bondage in your Mm -hmm. life. It's going to turn into some sort of stronghold and that's not, that's not his best for Mm -hmm. you. And so it's, it's really just about you being able to walk in that place of freedom um, when we're talking about this whole idea of total commitment. Anyway, that kind of wraps up our our first key on commitment to Christ. I think we've tried to hit it as quickly as we can in just two podcasts. It's a pretty loaded, mm-hmm. um, you know, topic. But again, I just really encourage you to just keep asking yourself those questions on a regular basis as you're walking through this process. Lord, are there things that I'm holding back? Are there things that I haven't been willing to give over to you um, or to let you work on? 
because it's really, really going to affect this whole process for you. So again, we just thank you so much for joining us. We want to make sure that you know that we have actually launched a a blog. Mercy Multiplied has released a blog called Choosing Freedom. Uh, That blog actually launched on August the 26th. And so we are going to be posting on a, I believe, a weekly basis. And there are going to be some really great articles and testimonies and things like that that are going to be posted on the Mercy blog. We also have an upcoming um, blog that's going to be kind of um, more focused on our our outreach teachings and and tools and things like that. Um, That's going to be coming soon, so stay tuned for that. (laughs) But until then, we definitely want to encourage you to to check out our new blog um, on mercymultiplied.com. And we are going to be moving forward in the Keys to Freedom and, and going into our next key which is Healing Life's Hurts. We're going to be focusing in on that next week, so we encourage you to join us then. Mm-hmm.